0: All right, welcome to the Astrology Days podcast. My name is John. I'm here with Ben Travers from Astrology Days Studios and Astrology Days artist, Brendan Brisk. So say hi, fellas.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody?
0: Right on. So we're here. It is January 11th and, um, you know, we're not dead yet. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the world is crazy but we're not dead yet
0: i'm still here so we're going to continue with all things astrology days not trying to get into any of this you know insanity that's going on i think everyone's got enough of that uh covered um we're here we're trying to make good art good decisions and and move our our little community forward here so today we're talking with brendan and Ben about uh, Brendan's new record Relaxylvania and uh, what it's like to be working during this time. So um, let's start off. Brendan, please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what's going on with you.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Hello. My name's Brendan Brisk and I'm like a producer, artist, musician from the Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania area. Um, I've been recording music as long as I could remember, and it's always just been a passion of mine. It's something that I do all the time and keeps me sane and happy. And, uh, over a course of four years, I put together this album, Relaxylvania. Um, wasn't necessarily four years of constant work. Obviously life gets in the way and there's a lot of downtime. I was playing in two bands around the area as a guitar player and, um, you know, worked a bunch of different jobs and experienced life so over that course of four years i finally got to put out an album that i was very proud of Uh, i got a band together we've been playing live that's a very new thing for me um being in charge of a band and conducting it but uh it's just a group of friends and we all get together really well and make really cool music and it's always fun It's, it's never felt like work so those guys also helped uh create this album with me and yeah it's 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 a great time uh the world itself right now is a little crazy, but um, being indoors all the time gave me the drive and energy to finish my album, Relaxylvania. So I definitely have to say 2020 was a good year just to get me in that mindset to finally finish the
0: album on my own. Awesome, man. And, you know, I think it's worth mentioning that you did just about everything on this record in terms of the production and. Uh... And mixing,
1: am I wrong? Or is it uh I for the most part it was mixed by a good friend Eric Ritter at Windmill Agency up in Mount Cobb. But uh I did produce everything in the album. Um there are I do play instruments, all the instruments and sing on most of it. However, it does feature members from my band, uh Justin malinowski on drums, Bernard Gavick plays bass on one or two of the songs, Miles Orfanella plays trumpet. Um We were also able to get in Angelo, which I know you guys know, um, on keys for a song. Uh, My cousin Katie sang vocals, so it was definitely like a group involvement. I definitely had some science experiments with my first album that I did completely myself. All the instruments, the singing, the production, the mixing And uh, that was crazy. I've definitely realized that collaborating is the way to go. But I also had a vision, and I think I was truthfully able to execute it with this album, Relaxylvania.
0: Yeah, I got to say, Relaxylvania, just the name alone is enticing. (laughs) From Pennsylvania, for, for the most part, I grew up here as well. And I know Ben did too um yeah the name was like the first thing that hit me when you emailed me back in I think it was March we had just launched astrology days and you were getting the record ready um and I loved what you had sent me but we just weren't ready for uh anybody to come in and and sort of like be let down by our disorganization or <laughs> we were dispensary we didn't know what to do and you know, you weren't the only one that hit us up, but it, you were definitely the one that when we were, you know, fielding these offers of, of people wanting to sort of join the crew, um, your whole thing was just such a great complete package. You know, I, I love the name. The music sort of really sounds like Pennsylvania to me. Like if you've been around the scene and you know good music and you uh, were going out and seeing live music when it was a thing. Um, that was something that, you know, it was like, it brought me back. It was like, wow, this is cool. So I'm, glad that's to- so cool. Yeah, I really appreciate I, you saying that.
2: Yeah. I was super happy to hear that, you know, he joined, you know, our family at AD and, um, I was, you know, uh, fortunate to be able to catch, you know, Brendan live a couple times, uh, with a couple other bands, whether they were opening up at the jazz cafe or open mic uh, a few years back. And then, you know, catching his original stuff and following him on Instagram and really digging his, his sound because it was just super fresh in general. But especially for this area, um, seeing where, you know, kind of the musicianship and sounds were going and it wasn't just kind of the corner bar country thing.
0: Um, <laughs> There's a lot of that, too, for sure. It, it's a it's a lot more and and in, in the scene in these days I'm hearing um, I don't know I I just appreciate the production I appreciate like not just like a snapshot of a band in a studio I know? see
1: well thank you man I mean I gotta sh- give a shout out to Ben too because he was the link for sure Um, once I had the project complete and I mean even what you're saying about it being like a cohesive package, I've always been a huge fan of albums and not necessarily concept albums, but just albums being a cohesive package, the art, the name, the music, the vibe. And I feel like, you know, we're in a industry now that's so single based or just like, you know, EPs and that's cool too. But just as an artist, I've always been about the album format. That to me is my favorite vessel of music. That's what I love to ingest and uh, once I felt like it was finally ready to be released, I saw all the cool stuff that you guys were doing. Even though you're you're being modest and saying that it was in like a kind of working it out period, um, the music that you guys had, whether it was just what Pappy's doing with King Zeke, and I know you released some stuff on there, uh, John, and it was just like I dug the sound so much that I thought, well, I don't really have anywhere to release this other than on my own, and I really appreciate the homegrown. Uh, quality that the music's first and what astrology days was doing. So I reached out to Ben first and was just like, dude, like, um, I dig what astrology days is doing. I got this album. Do you think you'd be interested in? He kind of led me of like, you know, well, Pappy and John are kind of spearheading it right now. So it just kind of was the link to get me in. So I appreciate it, man. Hell yeah.
0: Hell yeah. So <laughs> yeah, again, the name, the music, it all kind of like ties in to the record. Uh the sound of it reminds me of Pennsylvania. It reminds me of other places too, but it's nice that it's named kind of, you know.
2: Now, Brendan, did you do a lot of or all the tracking at Windmill or did you do some at the Brendan Bricks studios as
1: well? Or The only song that was tracked at Eric's studio was the um song What Do I Have? And everything else was recorded by me um, in my home personal studio. And that was one song that like, you know, we had all the other songs pretty much done for the album. And that was like, I started really getting into like singer songwriter type of stuff. And I was like, I really, really want this song on this album. And that's the also the only song that was tracked like entirely live. You know, there might be an overdub here or there. But we had the band in the studio. We have a music video for that song that I did kind of on the fly. It wasn't even my main focus. My main focus was doing that track. But luckily, I had the GoPro around, and we goofed off a bit. And you could check out that music video, which shows us in the studio recording that song. And where can uh, some people find that? Uh, YouTube. All you got to search is What Do I Have uh, by Brendan Brisk. I have my YouTube channel, which we'll be releasing a lot of content for. I'm definitely getting into uh, doing little DIY music videos and better music videos. So uh, I definitely encourage anybody to check that out.
0: And Brendan, are you there? Yep. So um, this record um, coming coming from like you know, the producer chair and as a band leader, um, I know that you said you like, kind of like had someone else mix it. And that was like a a helpful thing for you.
1: Um, It definitely was. Yeah. It definitely was because I've done mixing. Like I love mixing, but it's a love hate relationship. And ultimately at the end of the day, I realized with this project, I didn't want to give myself a headache and I wanted to get everything to where I thought this is finished, but I want a fresh set of ears. Um, I highly also, my own beliefs are that someone else always has to master it. Um, I just think that a fresh person's perspective on mastering it or mixing it, um, will just give you a better sound and it's what I wanted with this album for sure. And it sounds, I mean, I love how the album sounds.
0: Agreed, my friend. It's, it's a really wonderful, uh, uh, collaboration, the people that you had involved. So I'm, I- I'm this, uh seeing the light of day as many things don't these days
2: yeah it sounds super fat and uh i really enjoyed you know all the sounds you captured and um you know where your music is headed i really enjoy it man
1: thank you so much atmospheric um qualities definitely play a huge part in my productions um i usually have everything fleshed out and then a lot of it's just experimentation um like and you have some
2: major influences like that you could contribute to this kind of sound, this album?
1: Yeah, I mean there's been a lot of influence. I, I mean, I'm constantly listening to new music, but if I had to like really pinpoint some influences for this album, uh Tame Impala, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, uh Esperanza Spaulding, and then Nick Hakim from Brooklyn, um those are just like the top few I could think of that were extremely influential into this album. I don't know if you guys are familiar with any of those yeah. artists.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, did you dig a lot of what they were doing material wise or their production or maybe some of the the gear that you found out that they might have been
1: using or like microphones or whatnot? both for sure but also the crazy part is most of these musicians it's like they're doing it themselves as well like they have their home studios and nothing's stopping them from executing the vision that they have in like their heart and their mind you know it's like they have this idea of what they want to do and they're capable of doing it in their own home studio now by no means am i trying to say that recording studios are defunct because like recording studios need that's where the professional sound comes from ultimately Anything that I would do at home, I would then send to a studio to be mixed. I just believe that it's an art form in itself, as is mastering.
2: Sure, and that you you know have a little more uh, control over the tracking aspect, which is only going to give us engineers and you know Johnny could attest to uh, you know if we have something great to work off of it makes our job so much easier. Uh, and then obviously the end product is going to be that much stronger.
1: For sure, man. Absolutely. And um, I would also definitely send like a mix down along with it of like, listen, like, this is like the mix that I like, but I need it fatter, you know, like I need some separation. I need that analog quality. And I was very, uh, Eric Ritter at Windmill Studios was very, very receptive to all my notes, like the gigantic uh, books that I would send him of notes of like, this needs to do this. And uh, he would always make it sound better. And I love that with working with certain people where it just all clicks. There's never a fuss or a fight, you know what I mean? All right.
2: And you were, uh, you know, able to learn a lot too? Were you in the studio with him
1: uh, during these, you know? Um, no, not necessarily. I just would always send it off to him and trust that he would mix it, you know, to my liking. Um, also, though, we were dealing with COVID-type restrictions. So while I would have loved to have been in the studio with him... Um, it was just like a matter of like, you know, I trusted him. Uh, but as far as a learning process from this album, I just learned that how much more I appreciate singer songwriting and layering things. This was the first album where I had a band of people. Um, it wasn't just all me. So a lot of the ideas I had, whether it was for like a solo or a certain section, uh, the musicians I were working with were just so talented and receptive that they would nail it immediately. And that was a great feeling to have.
0: Brendan, are you feeling uh particularly creative these days?
1: I am. Um, however, I believe that's just with how I how I cope with um how everything's kind of been in the world right now. Um, by no means do I ignore things that are happening in the outside world right now. I think it's important to be aware. Um, personally I'm all about like human equality and things. So I definitely let my voice be heard when I think something's wrong and there's a lot of things wrong in the world. But ultimately, I think it's mentally healthy to tune out of all the things that are happening in the world if you can um, and just retreating inward and seeing what you could better yourself with. And creativity has always been the thing that makes me the happiest and keeps me the most sane, whether it's with music or even drawing. um, listening to music watching movies things like that so um, I think creativity is is a great outlet for stressful times.
0: Yeah agreed there man my, my my routine these days if I do have a spare minute um, or a spare hour I love just sitting with my practice pad and um, watching a movie and that's so- awesome pointing out like on one little idea and I'll play that for an hour. Enough.
1: I got a question then, like, so if you're watching a movie and there's a rhythmic part that happens, do you kind of, like, try to mimic that? Do you pick things up from watching movies with your drumming?
0: I don't really mix the two. If, if anything, I'll play to it if it's, like, a cool funk song or something. I see, I see. But I try, honestly, separating it, and in, in, in with any instrument, I think it could work, but if, if you could just separate the two ideas and, like, totally, like, dive in, you know without letting the movie affect you but still watching it and staying with whatever you're doing it's kind of a nice exercise
1: yeah subconsciously that that sounds like a really cool idea
0: yeah just like being able to um not have distractions but you know distracting yourself from the fact that like you know for for me it 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 takes away the pain of like oh you know i'm really stressing out my (laughs) things or something it's like i'm just watching something you
1: know. I feel like when you're trying to get a solid take recording wise though too or even if you're doing a live performance, you know getting out of your own head is a really solid way to go about it you know I, I don't know if it's like this for you, John, but some of the best shows you play they feel like they go by in a second and it's kind of like you black out but you remember of like wow, like we were really killing.
0: Yeah I you know I, I'm with you on the on the blacking out aspect for sure. Um, I, I like to never assume that I'm killing it, but I do think I'm doing my job. Ben can attest to this cause he's watched me play 10 million shows, <laughs> literally sitting right there. Um, it's a really interesting, uh, perspective, I think, um, from my point of view, because it took me a minute for like, just Ben sitting there. Like, I don't really want somebody sitting there, you know what I mean? <laughs> In there because he's trying to help me you know like he's like if if something falls or if my mix is messed up you know he's there to, to share for or anything um but it was like really kind of for a minute um scary for me to like let somebody in to to the fact that like oh i'm like doing this thing up here because like the drum set can be very like you're in your own world and i like that i like the fact that i can sort of like almost be hiding and doing this weird performance thing whatever, doing back there um and now that ben's back there with me we're like this two-headed monster like i feel like he's
1: <laughs> that's awesome i love that uh like a godzilla type dragon
0: i miss that like me and him just like laughing our our uh um our night away at, like, whatever is going on. I mean, and,
2: that, that, and that's what I was going to say is like, you know, knowing that it's already a hard job to begin with, <laughs> um, I'm always there to make sure that, you know, Johnny's having the easiest uh, night possible, um, sure. other than, you know, other than like playing the tunes. Uh, but more, you know, important is just to kind of keep the night light and always, you know, keep him smiling uh, because obviously everything's reciprocal. You know, if he's in a good mood and everything's great, the music is going to be affected. And then the crowd's going to feel that. And then it's just sure around and around and around and around. Um, yeah. So like as a crew guy, we play that part. And, uh, you know, the road is tough and Johnny and I have been through everything. But at the end of the day, like we're always just trying to smile and, you know, uh, have fun, put on a rock show. Um, but those are the, But those are the moments where it's just like I could totally get it where I'm like, just his own personal fan back there, uh, but, uh, you know.
1: It's important, man. It's definitely important, and um, there's so much that goes into live shows that, like, the crowd, some of them may know, but, you know, like, I feel like it, there's a lot of underappreciation for the behind-the-scenes guys, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I think that's gonna, you know, come out, obviously, you know, during this pandemic and everything, everyone's had to adjust, so going, going back or coming back to the new normal you know or whatever we might call it i think you know everyone's going to be a little more aware of their surroundings and what it takes to kind of put on a show and uh who's you know actually making it happen you know
1: sure absolutely i think just humanity in general is going to be a lot more receptive to each other we can only hope and i'm dying to get back out there and play um I mean, like I mentioned before, you know, I played in two bands playing guitar and like we got to play around. It was a lot of fun. But with this new project of mine, it's like there was a time in my life where I never even thought I'd be able to perform my music. I was always kind of like a Steely Dan guy where I was so worried about the recording and like the production aspect of it that I never thought of the live aspect. But luckily for me, I have a wonderful band. Um... On trumpet, I have Miles Orfanella, On bass guitar, I have Bernard Gavlik, And on drums, I have Justin Malinowski. And we have so much fun um, because not only do we have our original songs, but we always, always rely heavily on improv at our live shows. And there's times where it gets real wacky. And there's times where, you know, it, it gets crazy. But people always, I think, appreciate the fact that we're being honest and authentic with our improvisation. Um, so it's killing me right now that we can't really give that out, but I'm looking forward to the opportunity to doing hopefully um, some recording soon, uh, even at Ben's studio. I think that would be a great idea. Do you
2: guys have uh, any plans right now for the uh, spring or summer live streams, and/or some local drive-ins or
1: not necessarily? Anything to- We've been trying to reach out, but it's definitely difficult right now trying to find people that are like gung ho on on having stuff happen. It seems like there's a uh, hurdle to jump over for any type of live situation. So we're definitely we want to be on our toes. We want to provide fresh content and keep churning because um, right now we're feeling really creative and we want to get content out there. I can honestly say we probably got 12 brand new songs that we're working on for a new album. But we're still uh, fine-tuning it. Um, I think one or two of the songs are going to come out in our live shows. Um, we're still developing them, but ultimately, like I love the guys in my band, man. Like we, we just have a really special connection in the music we've been doing, and they're the best. And uh, you guys have been able to find a
2: decent routine during the pandemic-slash-quarantine time?
1: Yeah, we definitely keep our space. We um, are obviously honest with one another. Um, we keep in contact all the time. It's, it's like a family a brotherhood. I'm sure you guys are well aware of what it's like, You know how close you become to people. And um, we've just been brutally honest with each other. And there's times where it's like, we think we shouldn't practice, we don't. But ultimately, I think we have a safe practice space where we could get away um, with nobody being compromised by what's going on right now.
0: Yeah, man, the, the the band with with your friends is the way to go. It's such a, an, an unbelievable connection, um, and I can attest to that with with just being on the road with Benny. And, uh, you know, some of these people from Pennsylvania that I've been playing with, like Justin Mazur and um, uh, Pappy and Dylan from Cabinet and Al, you know, that, that Gatos crew of folks, um, you know, when we get up there, A lot of us are coming off other tours. We're, you know, brushing up as much as we can, but we rely a lot on improv, too. And, man, it's just an amazing feeling to uh, experience that with somebody that you can trust. Because getting up there and having that kind of feeling like, oh, we're like, you're really pulling it off without... (laughs) knowing exactly where it's gonna go is it's sink
1: or swim for sure and there's a lot of esp going on where you're you're reading each other's minds kind of and you just form a bond with these people after time that like you know where it's gonna go and it's such a good feeling i think the best way i ever heard it described was um on this documentary i can't think of the name of it but i think it was niall rogers the guitar player I think he said that it's like when you see a bunch of birds flying together in a flock and then they kind of all just go into the right. They all kind of just fly to the left, go up, and it's like like a shape. I feel like that's like the best analogy I've heard of playing live and improvising. That's right. Birds
0: Birds start in the first tune. (laughs) For real. No, I can can totally see that. I'm just flying, man, just flying. Um, yeah,
2: I just believe, you know, it's just this, this trust and this like unspoken language where, you know, we're all up there supporting each other. And the improv is kind of like the best way to kind of tell uh, what kind of listener you are and what listener you have around you. And are you listening to, you know, understand or are you listening to reply? And uh, I think the best bands, you know, have the best listeners in them and everyone's just there doing their part in supporting their bandmate uh as best as they can
0: no crew is important too especially on on some of those tours where the crew outnumbers the band um or is the amount of the band uh like one to one sure sometimes i mean ben don't you feel this way when we're sometimes like we get into a room we're playing or we start playing and um There's, like, a layer where there's, like, the music's going on, and then there's, like, the light aspect of the thing, and then there's, like, the sort of smoke and light aspect of the thing, and then there's, like, the crew aspect of the thing where, like, it's, like, almost like the crew is, like, on an office floor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're living in, like, a real-life sitcom,
0: you know, in
2: real time on a tour bus with 12 people. (laughs) <laughs> and people's wives and tour managers and merch people and uh and, and then and then you and then you got and you got to deal with a different crowd it's on a bunch of different substances and local crew which you never know where what you're getting from bumblefuck usa to you know austin
1: texas you know um, it's more than a family it's it's, it's beyond family it's family ultra and some strangers too
0: Um the the thing I I miss the most, Ben, is is just Danny or you or Friday or somebody like bolting across the stage. <laughs> and I don't know why. You know, <laughs> I don't know why.
2: And those are the times <laughs> where like you just gotta go do it as quickly as possible and get back to your position and you know, uh kind of be a ghost, a ninja. You know, you don't want to disrupt anything that's particularly going on or let on that that you know anything is particularly happening especially that a band uh member has to worry about and it gets them out of the zone and more into their head and
1: ben would you, you be know. able to throw out there like a quick one of like the craziest thing you've seen happen and like just being like all right i gotta fix this now
2: well i was on a tour with twiddle uh who i tour with i'm the drum tech and a and, uh, monitor engineer and we were doing a headline co bill with Pigeons playing ping pong, and the plan was that Ben, the bass player from Pigeons, was just going to come out and sit in on Mahali's microphone with one of his like he has like a flute whistle. <laughs> okay, or I something, see, I see. You know, and they were going to come out and, and and do a cover of like they were going to break down into Ghostbusters oh, or something like that. And and everyone particularly knew it except the stage security. So the time the time comes and Ben looks at me and I'm like, yep, your wedge is on like you're ready to go. And he just goes out like, (laughs) you know, just a regular kind of guy and
0: Uh, three security guys just storm
2: (laughs) the stage and pick him up like he's not in the headlining band, you know, because we're opening up that night. And they just grab him and take him off. And I'm just in such awe where my you know, my jaw is pretty much on the ground, but I'm just like, you know, verbally yelling now at the security oh, that the man. that actually is an artist. So to make light of the situation, the next night, uh Gub, the bass player of Twiddle, dressed up like security <laughs> and came and ripped Mahali off the stage when he was sitting in with Oh,
1: that's amazing. <laughs> See, I don't have like, I obviously have like stories, like crazy live ones, but one that just like brought up to me was I used to have this, actually, um, it's where Ben has his studio. I used to have a recording space at that spot um, back in like, for sake of argument, like 2014, 2015. And um, it's just like a really cool place. It's non-residential. So we would just jam until like, you know, morning, like from 12 o'clock at night all the way into morning, just playing as loud as we possibly could. And, uh, we invited some people over to jam that we knew and, you know, it was a really good time. And then like, as we're jamming, I see like three people come in with like a case of beer and they sit down. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like it's, it's friends of the guys that came to jam. And so we're all jamming. They're having a great time. We end the jam and these people drinking beer just like, yeah, man, like that was sick. Like that was so great. And, uh, you know, like one of us kind of asked like, well, who are you? You know? And they're like, Oh, like we were just down the across the street, and we heard the jam, and so we just the doors were unlocked. We just came right in, and the whole time we were jamming, thinking that the people that we invited invited those guys, and those guys thought that we invited them. So these actual strangers just came right in, and none of us thought to think these are just random dudes. We assumed that they had the invite. That's, That's cool. definitely. Wolf's they were cool bear. though.
2: That's definitely a, a Wilkesbarre story for
1: sure. <laughs> We were we were able to get them out, but they just wanted to chill. They just wanted to drink their beer, have a good time, hear some music, and it was peaceful. Nobody stole anything, nothing was broken.
0: It was it was a good one. Yeah, let's not tell the, the story about the, the homeless lady punching the homeless guy.
2: <laughs> I think there's video out there somewhere. Oh no. Could I have a location at least where this occurred? Um, I wanna say it was the middle of the country okay Mm -hmm. um -hmm. so i want to i want to say something like mm, not detroit not chicago but one of those kind of cities or states after that that we would be visiting usually it's kind of the same routing you know on most on most tours you get to a certain caliber of band or venue and you're seeing a lot of the same venues. Um,
0: it really you know, came out of nowhere, though, didn't it? What was that? It really came out of nowhere, though. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, it was, you know, <laughs> I've. it was a complete just... Uh... <laughs> we were just in the, in the right place in the right time.
1: Those are the best moments, man. I mean, like, it sounds like someone got really screwed up, but just being, like, knowing that, like, the chances of seeing something like that are so slim, and you got to witness it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think everybody was okay.
1: So positive. <laughs> but we sad.
2: we the crew and the band were okay. The show went on and uh and, and, and <laughs> I have such a good <laughs>
1: mental image. Yeah,
0: I I like the way we're telling it too cuz you can you can think of a bunch of things. But I mean, yeah, everybody was all parties were were fine. But yeah, there's there's many stories on stage and off.
2: And I think, Brendan, you know, uh, once, you know, the, the the dust clears from the, you know, the situation that we're all dealing with, I think you're going to, you know, make a bunch of stories on your own and your band, uh, I really do think will be successful on the road. You know, um, you stay hungry and you guys have an original sound and um, I think people will dig it. You know, it's something that can be original, you know, every night and people can, you know, actually go to multiple shows Uh where it's not, like, just the same old set or they're playing the the album, you know, something like that.
1: Awesome. I really appreciate that, man. It's definitely something we're working towards, and I think we have a good time to refine it. Um, it's funny. I mean, I feel like the only way to really refine it is just to play shows, and when we first started our band, um, we were kind of just doing blues covers with some originals because we didn't really have a lot, and, you know, it, it's it's refined over the years, and I'm just thinking of, like, times where, like, we literally played, like, a fancy like restaurant and we're like straight up, like going all weather report and like people are actually digging it. Like it just blows my mind that like, even though I always think we're doing like weirdo jazz music when we improv, people resonate with it. And I guess the only thing I could say is it's because we're being honest. So that's, that's the best feeling in the world is putting your heart and soul out there into the music and people being receptive to it. Yeah.
0: That's the one thing um also about just, what everything we're trying to do here with Astrology Days, um, or you could call them a label, a collective, whatever. Um, we recognize something honest and the uh the spirit is there in the music, you know. Um
1: that's definitely why I reached out. I could just tell with what you guys were putting, it was very like homegrown for the music, for the art. Nothing, um, no hidden motives, just artists looking to like really have a place, an outlet for their creativity and hopefully, you know, have a positive impact with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've got everything from from uh from you to some bluegrass bands to some electronic stuff to um, you know, some experimental folk stuff. It's it's not necessarily defined what what we're up to, but what we we have kind of accumulated is um, that honesty that we're looking for you know and and to sort of break those barriers that you know that you need to sort of like present some sort of uh you know all across the board sound or fit into a genre you know that's what we're we're, we're wanting to bust out of that
1: Sure. And that's something I've always struggled with. Not necessarily to say that it's something I want to have, but um people always ask what's your genre? What what's your music sound like? And it's 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 kind of like tough because I never really think of anything of what I'm doing as a genre. I might have a specific vibe in a song, and I feel like if you listen to the album Relaxylvania, every song has its own different life to it. Like you don't really hear anything that's similar you might hear things that are kind of the same but ultimately i wanted every single song to be a different place to hopefully take the listener to
0: yeah you accomplished that for sure that's a a tough thing when when people ask what you sound like
1: it's so tough it's like it's just it's just what i do you know like i'm i'm a human being and i have this creative drive and i it tends to just have these emotions or feelings or places and music just seems to be like that best outlet for me to have an idea in my brain but also to be able to execute it and let other people get a taste of what that is if that makes any sense I, i get
2: you for sure and in this day and age you know videos help because we're kind of in a instant gratification uh status Uh, you know, as a society and stuff. And um, you have a new video coming out for one of your songs?
1: Absolutely. It's something that we've been working on. It's something that we planned out before the pandemic occurred. So there were definitely a lot of hurdles to jump over to finally get it to fruition. But I worked with a very, very talented director and visionary named Ryan Wood. And uh, we did a music video for my favorite song on the album, Chai Ti Tai Chi. And uh, I had a bunch of ideas that I wanted for the music video. Him and I bonded instantly over everything. Um, a lot of it was influenced by the director Spike Jones, and he also was familiar with Spike and knew exactly what I was trying to do. And then um, both of us really, really worked back and forth um, with like a duality, like of just to get it finally to be where we wanted it. And um, I couldn't have executed this vision without him um i think the video speaks for itself so i'm really really excited to release it hopefully soon
0: yeah i think we could tell people at this point i mean i i just after talking to scott you know i think we're we're good that that we're premiering this video on the 18th of the month
1: awesome it's it's official then it's official anybody listening this is this is breaking new ground new territory. officially
2: on the astrology days podcast
1: Boom. Boom first folks
0: yeah so that's coming out it's... and uh we got that uh the jam based premiere for for that and um excellent anything else you want to talk about brendan as we're sort of nearing our 40 minute mark here
1: um i mean i just really appreciate getting to sit down with you guys and and talk over a meeting. you know i mean it's really easy to just and fun to just shoot the shit with you guys so um it was a lot of fun. Um, I appreciate you putting my music out there, welcoming, welp- welcoming us into the Astrology Days family. Uh, my band and I, we love to create music and we love to just spread positivity. So I'm hoping that we could do a lot of that um, in the future. Like I said, we're already working on new material. Uh, we have a ton of great songs that we're still kind of in the wood, uh, woodwork with, workshopping and Um, We're definitely eager to play some type of, not necessarily live stream, but maybe just like a video performance, a live recorded video performance. I would love to get some of those up. Um, You could follow my band and I on Instagram at Brendan Brisk. Uh, We're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and then YouTube. Those are the main three that I really like. Um, You could find my album, Relaxylvania, on Bandcamp, the Astrology Days Bandcamp. Um, and yeah, I I would hope that you guys would be able to check out the album, give it a full listen through and just see where it takes you. Because like I keep saying, I I wanted every single song to invoke something different. And I just hope that uh, it takes you somewhere else. It puts you somewhere outside of all this crazy bullshit that's happening within the world. Um, It could help you go a little bit more inward, uh, bring out some inner peace, some, some happiness, some positivity.
0: Well, thank you for being with us, Brendan, and thank you Benny for for hanging out with us. Thank too. you
1: guys. Really appreciate
2: it, Brendan, um and uh looking forward to uh your future, man.
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me along for the ride,
0: guys. Of course. Yeah, we don't have a reason to uh we don't have to have a reason to hop on here. We can we can do it anytime. That's the the nice thing about uh the podcast. Um just uh just this time we're we're excited to premiere that video. So we figured we'd come on and talk about that, talk about the record.
2: Yeah, and just, you know, just catch up with you and see where you are and see where the band is and, you know, just give everybody kind of a, a heads up.
0: So thank you guys for for being with us. Um We will check in with you soon. And, uh yeah, until next time.
1: Peace out, see guys. Everyone. Thanks so much for listening.